Living room talk. So the living room talk. Living room talk. It's hey. Uh, living real room casual. Talk. Living room casual. Uh, Kick your feet up, put it on the couch. Kick your feet up, put it on the couch. I'm about to talk to you. I'm about to talk to you. What's up, everybody? This is your girl, Sierra. And Elisa. And we are your cool Christian chicks, and we're coming at you with that living room talk. Yes. We want to welcome you to Navigate with Faith. Yes. We're in which we will be navigating with faith. (laughs) (laughs) Bringing you that transparent discussion, Mm -hmm. you know, just in case Mm -hmm. you forgot. Oh, we finna. I have had, let me tell you something. <laughs> finna. <laughs> I finna. Good, good. Uh, I have, since our break, uh-huh. been um, been reminded of God's grace. Okay. <laughs> and my imperfections, where in which I think this is a safe place mm-hmm. to talk about how I'm imperfect, but God is perfect. Yes. <laughs> Yes, God has definitely been reminding us we are all susceptible mm-hmm. Ooh, to. Mm-hmm. I think it's susceptible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's the That's thing. It right there. Nobody is a, is above stumbling, mm-hmm. tripping up. You know, um, which we knew, but but just as a reminder to the people, I'm not saying that we got you know full of ourselves or anything. But I think sometimes on our faith journeys, we do tend to think that we have um, graduated from certain yes. things, or we have left certain issues or temptations or whatever it is in the past because of our transformation in Christ, which is true in terms of habit, but that doesn't mean that you don't have to die to your flesh every day. And this was just, this season was a good reminder that we have to be intentional. It is a lot easier to have an opinion about something when you're not in it. Okay. Wow. You understand? Yeah. So I do think there were a lot of things that were absent from our lives, or I will say they were absent from my life, mm-hmm. that I had an opinion on. And not being judgmental, but I had an exaggerated opinion on things that I hadn't really encountered, mm. you know. So thank you, Lord God, for your love and your grace yes. and your and your reminding um, and allowing me to be able to use it as a method of encouraging, yeah. encouragement. And I am ready. Okay. <laughs> what was that? I was trying to rest in peace, pop smoke. That was a okay. <laughs> well, <laughs> I thought I that was a know. growl. It was, was a growl because if you okay, Sorry, I was it thinking was... Carol Baskin. <laughs> no, <laughs> we need to get some investigation. Uh, it sounded like Eartha Kid over there purring. Okay, mm, okay. Um, <laughs> Oh, yeah, so that is what what we, what we talking about. Yeah. I was going to say, um, that's what we talking about, but we didn't say nothing. So what are we talking about? I, I think it would be safe to talk about not our power, but God's. Yeah. Not our imperfections, but God's perfection. Yeah. You might be inadequate, but God is sufficient. You might be called and unqualified, but I think God really likes it like that. He does. Very, that, that, you, that is very strategic. Yeah. He is one of the the most strategists. <laughs> strategists. Uh, oh, my goodness. Okay. Yeah. Well, let's get to prayer. Yeah. Dear Heavenly Father, we want to thank you so much for another episode of thank Navigate you. with Faith. We want to thank you so much for all those who are tuning in today. And we just want to pray that you speak through us, Lord, and that you use us to encourage someone today, Lord God, that we align with our brothers and sisters in Christ to mm-hmm. um, really give you glory and understand you better and discuss the things that are on your heart, Father God. 
Lord, we love you so much, and we thank you for correction. We thank you for vision. We thank you for transformation, and we thank you, Father God, for constantly renewing us, Father God, and giving us new mercies every day. In Jesus' holy, precious name, we do pray. Amen. Amen. So there are so many people in this Bible Mm -hmm. that have been used by God in mighty ways Mm -hmm. that were very imperfect. Like, I I think that when we think about people in the Bible who are amazing and have these incredible stories, I think we imagine that there are folks that their peers would assume would be in a situation or a position to be used like that. But Mm. I don't know if that's quite the case based on some of these characteristics. I think that was half of the reason why these people struggled the way they did to be who God called them to be because their peers were kind of like, uh, we know you. Mm. And so I'm wondering, like, what what's some examples? Because we talk about being imperfect. We talk about God using us. But there's been people who've been used in, like, really, really incredible ways that were extremely important, important to God, but very imperfect. I mean, well, we can start with Noah. Okay. First of all, um, you know, and I do. He he was one of the only men at the time who God was really pleased with, um, but he abused alcohol, mm. and um, he was able to be sober. I don't know that we didn't really hear about him, you know, building the ark, intoxicated, you know. But um, I think his his imperfections really kind of came out toward the end. But he is the reason why we're here today. You know what I mean? Like God really used him. I mean, you know, Abraham is the, the father of many of many nations, but we had a whole new population of people because of Noah and his sons. He had his struggles. He did have his struggles. Jacob was manipulative. When him and his brother, you know, when he played his brother for his birthright, <laughs> it was like, but we wouldn't have no tribes had it not been for Jacob. But he was he was manipulative. Um, I mean, Moses, who was had this stuttering problem and had to go and talk in front of hierarchy people to free his people. Um, let me see who else? David, David had some definitely definitely um had some some questionable decision making mm-hmm. there mm-hmm. um a number of times. And I think that's really interesting to hear all of these people have these characteristics or these issues in Mm -hmm. their character, I Mm -hmm. would say, are these flaws Mm -hmm. that could have forfeited their calling completely. It could have. You know, and and I think would have canceled them out for worldly Mm. um, appointings. But by God's standard, you know, they were the perfect person to be used because only God can get the glory. Only God can do. get the glory. And which I really feel like it is God is so strategic and he really does think about things or he orchestrates things that our mind we could not even wrap our mind. I just do not know if I had a speech impediment that I would be able to wrap my mind around going in front of somebody who could annihilate me and all of my people. You know what I mean? And saying, go free these people. But that was his concern though. It was. I and, mean that's why he sent his brother with him. Yeah, absolutely. That was his con- that was Moses' concern. It was like, but Lord, you know, but Lord, I have this, I have that. And it's cool to see that the people who were called definitely had um, an awareness mm. of their of their humanity. They had an awareness of their flaws and imperfections. And 
I had done a devotional that was talking about, here I am, Lord, the people yeah. who answered the call. And so many times it was like, are you sure? Mm. <laughs> you positive? Me? Okay. You know, and even with Abraham, you mentioned earlier, he was old. That was not a perfect circumstance for him to become a new father at his age. And so there's so many crazy circumstances because had it been perfect, had these people been perfect, it would have been so easy to attribute the success to other things. Absolutely. Elijah, who was very timid, very scary. I mean, he was be running out of the city from kings. The queen put some money on his head. He hiding in the cave. He approached Obadiah and was like, go get your king. And like, Obadiah's like, bro, we know your reputation. You be running around. I'm not going to go get him and get killed because you, your little scary self talking about some, I'm here. No, you not, you know. Paul, you know, if we want to do the New Testament, this man was out here killing people who believed in Jesus, all for him to turn around and be one of the most infamous men to proclaim the life of Jesus, yes. you know. And he, and he, didn't care about him when he was here. He didn't even know him when Jesus was he walking. Didn't know he him. did. He he was probably one of the strongest people in the Bible who um, made such a big impact and was not a direct friend of Jesus. He mm-hmm. heard of Jesus from his friends because Jesus had gone on, you know, and and ascended by mm-hmm. then. By the time he became Paul from Saul, mm-hmm. and. That's But that's incredible, though, because when we're talking about imperfections, right, we're talking about having a past that has many spots. We're talking about not having a perfect scenario and setup and a perfect reputation, a spotless, you know, experience with other people. Imagine, right, a calling as big as a lot of these people in God's Word, which— Everybody out there, y'all, every, we, we are continuously perpetuating and, and continuing God's story here on earth. That's what we're called to do. So even your story, just like these people, can be spotted in the past. Reputation can be crazy. But the point is, you know, that does not remove your anointing if God has called you to do so. So imagine mm. having this big call on your life, right? And the people around you remember what you did last month Mm. or who you used to be or how you were in high school, right? Who you was in college, that situation, you know, that that happened in your town or your city or in your friend group or in your family or what have you. So I imagine that getting a call to be proud and proclaim God as the Lord, you know, of of the, the Savior of the earth, you know, proclaiming that Jesus Christ is the King, and you're out here, you know, having to do these great and mighty things for God while people are watching you who know you. And who also could worship whoever they wanted. So it's like, first of all, I know you. I was with you in the club two weeks ago. First of all, I saw you dancing in the middle of the floor. So this, this makes me definitely think of Second Corinthians mm-hmm. 12 and 9 that says, Each time he said, my grace is all you need. My power works best in weakness. So now I am glad to boast about my weaknesses so that the power of Christ can work through me. That's why I take pleasure in my weaknesses and in the insults, hardships, persecutions, and troubles that I suffer for Christ. For when I am weak, then I am strong. That's just, I mean, it's, it comes to a point, honestly, where our weakness is, is like, one, we're butt-filthy rags. 
to to Christ. Church. And um, in comparison to our big brother Jesus, okay, we're butt filthy rags. And I just think about how getting to that moment, we were just like, man, I am so not equipped for this. Lord, I need you. One, if I'm going to answer a call. Two, if I'm going to be this great, amazing person, I'm going to need you. Right. When we were talking about his strategy, you know, what I really do think is that he he has to use these imperfect people so that, one, you can be reminded that you cannot do this on your own, right? Mm-hmm. You know that you are trash. I mean, and I, I use trash as a very broad term, but <laughs> trash is trash. But you know that you are um, inequipped, I mm-hmm. will say. And... But there's also something that I need you to do. And you know you can't do it on your own, and you need me to do it really with you, for you, through you. So I think that he uses that, or he uses imperfect people or unequipped people so that his plan can be lived out. So that, one, you can be reminded that, okay, hey, no, I need him. I cannot do this on my own. And so that other people can look at you and say, how is this imperfect person, mm-hmm. you know, going through the masses? I mean, they just, it look like their life is just a breeze, but I know y'all from the club. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> have you ever felt inequipped, you know what I mean, to do to do God's work? or to? I feel inequipped all day day every day. Oh. Like and it's not it's not a it's not necessarily a bad thing, but you know, I despite my natural inclinations or natural characteristics or natural personality traits, I do believe that I was called to entrepreneurship a number of years ago. Okay. And I started my first business in 2016. Okay. Y'all, when I tell you, every day is like, I don't know what I'm doing. Like, I could do this better. I don't I don't like to wake up super early. I don't like, like, you know, all these things you think of when you think of entrepreneurs and being so structured and stuff. You know, I'm a creative. So I constantly, constantly, constantly am fighting against my nature to try to be successful in terms of just the day-to-day actions. Now, the Mm. opportunity God is laying, I mean, just when I tell you the favor is just there. Mm. I finish one project, I get three more, and it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. And what I think about when I think about anointing, I think about in grace, I think about God preserving things for us. Mm. I think about having things that are unearned, um, things that we don't deserve, uh, success, uh, things that <laughs> that really should have, um, we should have forfeited it long ago um, based off of our actions, based off of our imperfections, based off of our character and how God gives us a second and third chance to correct, how God gives us grace and favor with people, the way that we have grace and favor with Him, you know, to keep going, to get another opportunity. And I think about how just, it to me, that looks like a chance to get it right, like a chance for another chance. And so I think about the things that I'm just naturally not, that God is like, no, you are, you're that person. But we're going to have to work together. You're going to have to die to your flesh every day. See, sometimes we think about it in terms of sin. Sometimes dying to your flesh is dying to your nature. So Mm -hmm. if your nature is to be disorganized or your nature is to be, you know, overly talkative with people or your nature is to be 
I don't know, crude or mean, and it's not serving where God is taking you, or it's not serving the person that God has called you to be, then you're having to die to your flesh in terms of who you naturally want to be that contradicts who God is telling you you are. And so for me, I definitely am reminded every day, I am not qualified in terms of um, maybe not being super um, productive every day. I'm not um, Instagram worthy where I have my cup of coffee and my planner every Mm -hmm. day. But I know that when I deliver a beautiful product to somebody who has been called to start a business or um, helping somebody to do something that they're not able to do for themselves by by utilizing my services, you know, I know that I'm making a difference and I'm doing what I'm supposed to do the way that I'm supposed to do it, but I can operate better, but I need Christ and I need His help to be who he has called me to be, not who I want to be. And it's a constant struggle every day to to fight, you know, the Elisa (laughs) and and really believe God, one, at his word, when he tells me that I I am capable and able um, to be turned from that water to wine, right? (laughs) So when we think about I think about water, the water that Jesus turned to wine, his first miracle. And that water was in a stream. They had to get that water from the stream, literally. So think about being mainstream. You water with everybody else. Mm -hmm. But in order for that water to be turned to wine, it had to be removed from that stream. It had to be taken out of the mainstream. And I want God to use me. I want to be wine. So I'm going to have to step out of that mainstream. I'm going to have to do something, but I'm going to need God's help because I can't turn myself into wine by myself. Mm-hmm. You know, and so I just think about how the imperfections remind us every day that one, this is not something that you are doing or you're capable of doing. Because um, I imagine that if I could pull myself up by my bootstraps, if I could wake up and and tell myself I'm going to be X, Y, Z and just do it and just fight against my habits and just fight against my nature and just just because I said it then how is, how is it going to be obvious that I need God? How am I going to be constantly reminded that this is this wasn't even my idea? God led me here, you know? And I don't think that that was ever his intention is to allow any of these people in his word or allow his followers, allow us to do life by ourselves, for ourselves, and just put God's stamp on it. Give him credit as the author. And then we just doing stuff and we didn't even have to you know, sit at his feet every day to be this person that he's called us to be. So, you know, yeah, I definitely feel unqualified all the time, but I definitely know that I'm called. And even in this space, you know, Mm -hmm. we talk about not feeling perfect. You know, how do you feel about that? Being unequal? Feeling imperfect, but called. I, um, yeah. Uh, I I am really hard on myself, and I can really sit in my imperfections, and the enemy can curate a number of reasons why I am not. I mean, he can just put a a a, uh, a spotlight on my imperfections, yeah. and it turns into laziness because it's like, okay, well, I ain't perfect, so I mean, I mean, I, well, I'm not qualified, so I may as well just sit here and do nothing. Um, it creates doubt, unmotivation, um, excuses, right? And in all of that, I think when you sit in your imperfections, that's when condemnation comes. Absolutely. And then you just kind of like give up. 
You know what I mean? You give up and you pull away from God. You pull away. You forget his grace. You forget his mercy. You forget how much he loves you. Right. And it's not even that he had my my problem is that I cannot forgive myself the way in which God forgives me. Mm-hmm. Right. And it and it gets tough sometimes because it's so easy to get out of knowing God's character. But it's really hard trying to get yourself back in because now you're trying to knock away all of the condemnation that the enemy put in your mind to go and say, okay, well, no, I am. God really does love me. And um, this is where I was just a couple of days ago. And I had to, I said, you know what? I'm going to pick my Bible back up and I'm going to go back to what it was that I was doing. And I came across Elijah and I came across, okay, I realized his character, this dude was really timid. He was running away. This is what he was doing, but he was still bold for God. And there was nothing that kept him from hearing God or proclaiming God's word or being obedient to God's word. And it was like, like, daggone, like all these feelings in which I've been feeling despite my imperfection, it, these feelings didn't come from God. The, and I can I can honestly say what I was hearing from God was, I don't like it, but I love you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It was a it was a it was very gentle. It felt like a father. You know, it really felt like a father, you know, and so um I am the reason why I felt unequipped, mm-hmm. not society, nobody else, because I do think that a lot of people see me in a way in which I don't really see myself. And I've always prayed and I've asked God, hey, um, allow people to see you in me, yeah. you know, and sometimes that brings positive energy and a lot of times it brings negative energy because people just ain't like, oh, she got Jesus in her, let me do whatever she's doing. And people don't really like him like that, you know. So my I will, my answer is yes. My um, imperfections have come from me sitting in my own sin and not easily being able to forgive myself the way in which God has forgiven me. Wow. That's so good. Yeah. That is so good. And and we know that condemnation is not of Christ. Not because that's that's why it's so important for us to study God's character because mm. that is the enemy like jumping on the bandwagon like we're already hard on ourselves yeah. or we're also convicted, you know, because of the Holy Spirit in us and he jumps on the bandwagon and makes it something that God never intended it to be. And so we know that when we repent, which means to turn, right? To turn. Um, and we can we have an opportunity to turn every day, every single day. That's why his mercies are new every day. And we thank God for that because we need we need a refresher Ooh, okay. every day. Every day. Please, we'll take a we'll take a fresh Sprinkle round. Some Jesus. We want some out. We want some <laughs> out. And so it's so it's such a blessing that his mercies are new every day. And I know that from talking to people, that seems to be a really strong reason um, why a lot of people are hesitant to really even try, give a good effort. Yes. You mentioned feeling overwhelmed by the work of of being of being righteous or holy or you know cleansing to the point where people feel like ah that's too far fetched like i can yes. never be that good i can never be good enough to be a christian i can never be good enough to even tell people i'm a christian right and i've heard so many people say that um, because for some reason, there is this perfection expectation that's attached to proclaiming Christ. And so if it seems too far-fetched that you will ever stop um, cussing or, oh, I never, I can never see myself be able to be celibate or I've never seen myself be able to stop drinking, you know, to the point of getting drunk or whatever. And, or there's these things that seem like too hard to overcome. Yes. 
And so people are like, yeah, I don't really see myself being able to, or I've tried before and it only lasted seven days or it only lasted a couple months, um, but it'll, it'll probably always be a part of my life. So I can never, you know, be good enough to be a Christ follower. I can never be good enough to call myself a Christian out loud because right. I don't want to be judged by people who know me or have seen me struggle. You know, that is nothing but the enemy trying right. to stop you from even getting started. And that's why we know that our strength, it says God is strong in our weaknesses. He is strong when we're weak. And truly, that is when he is strongest. And so the enemy is definitely seeking to absolutely destroy your your hope uh, or your anticipation of growing too. Yeah, I, you know, and I, this this world, I mean, I, I was having a conversation really last night with my neighbor and we were talking about you know he has he has some questions, and I just you know I just kind of just wanted to offer him some freedom. But I, I really do believe that because the earth is all that we know, right? This world is all that we know. We don't know anything else, and so we really get caught up, right? Like just stuck in a place where in which we are, according to the word, we're passing through, and so we oftentimes don't really consider the idea that we really have a purpose. You know what I mean? And 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 God needs this to be done through you, but the all in which you're going through or your imperfections uh, just makes it a little bit more um, personal or, you know, or a lot more passionate because it's like, I, I don't know that I could use just no holier than thou type of person to get the point across because people already have a disregard for you because you already think you perfect. So mm-hmm. I don't want to use you, you know what I mean? Like I want to use somebody who I have put them through something and they have pre- prevailed or somebody, you know, I want, you know, a Listen, he made he, he was making blind people see. There was no way that he could walk around and have a person who could already see go and wash their face in the like you can see already. Mm-hmm. It, it didn't really matter. Why do I want you to go and walk and go tell the people about my good news if you weren't already lame? You know, it's just kind of it just really kind of not when you think about it like that. It really, just doesn't even make no sense. But that's perfect that you said that because in First Corinthians. 1 and 26, it says, Remember, dear brothers and sisters, that few of you were wise in the world's eyes or powerful or wealthy when God called you. Mm. And it's just so funny because for that to be in God's words, word, it's like, you wasn't, you wasn't all that great to begin with. Right, right, right. <laughs> Which completely goes against that worldly mindset that we have, that society mindset that we have to do all of this stuff before we are qualified mm. to even be used. But mm-hmm. it said, remember, dear brothers and sisters, most of y'all weren't even hot stuff according to the world when mm. um when God called you. Something, something just came to me. Back to this lame man, right? Mm-hmm. They walking around and one of his disciples asked him, how did he get that way? Is it a punishment from his parents? Or was he born that way? Or like, why is he this way? Lame meaning he can't walk. Lame Not meaning he, was just a, he wasn't no a, L. Selma L. around here. He wasn't no square. Somebody was like, man, some corny dudes needed, needed Jesus too. Lame nah, meaning nah, nah. rising up. No. <laughs> <laughs> lame meaning he was physically disabled. Right. And so his disciples were, you know, were inquiring about his disability. And Jesus told him, no, it was it was for this time. It was mm-hmm. so that I can come and and have him physically able. Mm-hmm. And I and people don't really think about that. You know, you don't think that you was bow-legged so you could be a model. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> people, 
you know, people just really don't. I don't know that people really think about it like that, but I do think our imperfections were used so that God can instill his power yeah. in you so that people can see his power so that you can be reminded of his power as you are passing through wow. on this temporary place. Wow, wow, wow. So could it be, mm-hmm. just like that lame man, could it be that your imperfections are there because it is a setup for God to bless you and let your testimony bless others. You that's suppose, it. I mean, that is that's just, it. That's really, really awesome. And and I think that that's a good mindset to have when because I think sometimes we always try to rationalize stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Like, why am I struggling with this? Why can't I get this together? Why couldn't it? And and sometimes it's not even like characteristics or habits or things that you can you know plan to change. Sometimes it's the cards you're dealt. Sometimes. Yes. It's the yes. family Ooh. you were born into. Sometimes it is disabilities, things you can't change, you know? And it's like, wow, like, could it have been things that you can't explain, like things cancers or yes. whatever it is? And I'm not trying to say that, you know, God's intention was for, for people to, to suffer. But what I'm saying is sometimes in our lack of understanding, you know, we— we forget that maybe this issue is here for God to solve, mm-hmm. to encourage ourselves and encourage everybody around us. And it's in a way where God can get the glory in He's using your yes. situation. Instead of them wild lords, it's, okay, thank you, Lord. How can I use this? I mean, and that's when we start to really, you know, uh, live out the glass half full mindset. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I, I know a number of us who are out here just like, why me? Why me? Why me? Mm-hmm. And when it could be like, okay, Lord, what are we doing with this? And I'm not saying that that's an easy concept. That's going to take some time, you know, but the cards that were dealt unto me were not, you know, that ain't what I would think I need as I, as a believer. Like, mm-hmm. I, why? I couldn't have just been, you know, somebody else. <laughs> um, you know what I mean? But... I, you know, I'm, I'm actually, I'm grateful, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Because the way in which I grew up or the cards that were dealt to me has had me to be humble at a very early age. And it, I really do feel like I'm going to be in some high places where in which I need to be first humble. Wow. We see that with Joseph. Joseph, he was the favorite. You walk around with special tunis. Yeah, okay. But you're going to also need some humbling because I need you to sit up at the very top and turn around and give really the same people who hurt you mm. uh, the blessing that I'm using through you. That's really good. That is That is really good. And I always will say this because for me, I— and I'll just speak to some of the people who maybe had a really solid foundation but have other struggles, right? Yeah. Sometimes we only view it as, oh, you had to get it out the mud or you had to mm-hmm. struggle all your life in one area, you know. But what about the people who didn't struggle in that way but maybe your issues are more um, more, more internal, yeah. right? Um, there's some people who every day are struggling to overcome mindset. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, they might have had the support, but they got to get their mindset together or they have to establish order internally, yeah. you know. And so we all have things that will, that are there to humble us. Absolutely. I think about that thorn in the flesh, those, mm-hmm. those different things, those ailments um, that people in the Bible have had that keep them grounded in terms of being reminded every day of why they need Jesus. And it's just an amazing thing. God can really use anything, and God He will use anything to draw you nearer to Him. And so if 
if his anything for you is your um, constant prayer for your family, if his anything for you is your constant prayer for organization or good character or whatever it is, you know, God can use anything and will use anything to remind you of his, of your need for him for he's a jealous guy. He's jealous for us. Yeah. And um, as soon as you start walking around feeling like you it, he'll remind you. I mean, I know this is small, but I woke up with 10 fingernails this morning and <laughs> and I only, I'm down to nine acrylics, you know? So I thought I was real cute. I don't want real cute. cute. Don't do that. Yeah, I know, I know. This is silly. But, you know, but I'm just saying, in the blink of an eye, you know, you can think that you're doing really well and or or you can forget about the fact that things can flip fast. And so every single day, I need him for a every single new day. I need new mercies. I need new grace. And um, yeah, I mean <laughs> I you know, I I just would like as a as a nugget for encouragement, you know. Your imperfections don't got nothing to do with your purpose. And when God told us that we were made in God's image, which means that we have come out just the way in which he imagined. That's it. He knew it. He imagined you to be this way. He thought about you in your Jeremiah 29 and 11, and this was you. And um, don't beat, you know, don't beat yourself up about it, you know, but um, pray for optimism. I really do. I, I, and, I, and I will be praying that for all of us. Um, because this was even just a revelation sitting here at this table, mm. um, you know, to pray for optimism because we need it because, I mean, it's not no mistake. And um, the enemy is jumping on your back, jumping on your head like, ah, that's why you cross-eyed. You can still be the eye doctor if you want to. Like, ain't got nothing to do with it. <laughs> Your eye can be lazy and you can be an optimist. Optometrist. Optometrist. <laughs> Some stuff I don't know how to say, but listen, but he got nothing to fuck though, you know. So, I, you know, I, I hope that this was helpful. Yes, yeah. but just and just to reiterate, you know, the purpose of all of this and needing Christ is not to sit in our imperfections, but to allow Christ to do that work and finish that work in us, um, to make us prepared for Him. You know, we're not supposed to be preparing um, for a, a role or this picture perfect image that we want to fulfill, but we're we're to be perfected for Him. And so, so yeah, God doesn't call the qualified; He qualifies the called. But we have to let Him work on us too, and um, it's a process. It's mm-hmm. a process. But you are in the number with a lot of amazing people. If you're imperfect, you're right on track. Amen. Listen, well, I'm Sierra. And I'm Melissa. And this is how you Navigate Navigate with Faith. Thank you for listening to the Navigate with Faith podcast, produced and edited by Dante Don's Press Play Hodge and recorded at Lantern Audio. Our show artwork and graphics were done by the Pigment Playground. Music by Turn Me Up J. Cav. Subscribe to the Navigate with Faith podcast on your favorite streaming platform, and connect with us on social media at Navigate with Faith on Instagram and Facebook and Navigate W Faith on Twitter.